0: G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 128 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining in once again. 128 episodes uh, in a year. In February we started this, we're nearly at the end of 2021, I've got a couple more to go, so it'll be 130 I reckon by the end of the year, so uh, I don't give myself a pat in the back very often, but I, I should I suppose, and um, and, and you guys uh, need one too for listening and listening to me, but uh, uh, yeah, really grateful for, for all the people that have uh, been following this, uh, men and women, and uh, all the uh, support and uh, good feedback and response I've had uh, to be able to sort of provide uh, tools and information to people to be more resilient, mentally stable and uh, self-aware and really that's what it's all about, trying to empower each other rather than outsource our, uh, our mental health and our well-being and I've got a tremendous lady on today by the name of Mandy Gibbons. Now Mandy is a, w, a WA-based resilience coach. Now resilience isn't something that we actually learn at school. Uh, you know we, we learn to be put into fear and shame and guilt and all those sorts of uh, Uh, you know low levels of consciousness that I always talk about um, pretty early but uh, you know to be able to be resilient and self-aware and um, compassionate for yourself is is a real skill and gift and um, Mandy has been helping guys men uh, out in this space for a long time and is very very good at it and uh, she has some um, some great uh, great knowledge and wisdom around this type of stuff and I pardon me I really encourage you if you're looking to Break a cycle, a habit, something that's going on in your life to be able to reach out to someone like Mandy because they can really help you shift gears and to be able to sort of become more conscious with regards to doing the things you want to do and uh, the things that help you thrive rather than being stuck, which uh, happens to a lot of guys. And um, I was one of them years ago and I wouldn't be uh, you know, doing this podcast with you unless I had someone like Mandy um, uh, give me a hand, which, which happened about eight or nine years ago. And that sort of, you know, woke me up and made me sort of think outside the square and box a little bit rather than being stuck in the old thinking. So um, yeah, really encourage you to check out Mandy's website and uh, have a listen to this podcast and I'll obviously share this one with others. So I hope you enjoy it. Just want to make special mention to our primary partners, Green Nutritionals. If you're lacking something in your diet or you're feeling a bit unbalanced, please check out their website, GreenNutritionals.com.au. Awesome organic superfoods, which are uh, sourced from the best places around the world. Also, if you're looking to hire staff, uh, really encourage you to check out MacForce Australia in WA or Queensland. Uh, they work a lot with uh, ex-offenders, so guys that have come out of jail, to be able to help them re to reintegrate into society and uh, they're experts at it do a great job at it and um they're really passionate about what they do and giving people a second chance so I really encourage you to support them at uh, macforce m-a-c-f-o-r-c-e.com.au you Alrighty, really hope uh, you enjoy this chat appreciate your feedback welcome to the outback mind podcast mandy hey
1: thank
0: you so much for having me i really appreciate it yeah it's always great uh, to have a, a lady on and uh uh, after a hundred episodes, I decided it was really important to uh, to bring ladies on that can help build capacity for us guys out there. And um, you know, it's 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 really good to see what you're doing because you're actually helping guys and to be able to have a a lady um, you know do that to be able to help uh, you know create the 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 awareness that we sometimes miss and, and all those sorts of things. Uh, I think is is really valuable and important. And you know, with guys, we can get sort of stuck in the ego quite a bit and. I uh, two egos don't make a right, and uh, certainly some guys that do the, the the coaching thing sort of come from that space. But if you can come at it with compassion and um, you know guidance and understanding, I think it's really important. So um, really grateful for you being here. And um, tell me, where are you from originally, and um, where were you brought up? Uh, well, I'm um, actually.
1: Um, from Geraldton, which is about five hours north of Perth, like five hours' drive north
0: of Perth. Great spot. And
1: as you can tell by my country accent, so it's actually not as bad as it used to be. It used to be really like a real country (laughs) drawl. So, uh, yeah, but I have worked on that a little bit because, you know, otherwise Americans don't have a clue what I'm talking
0: about, (laughs) right? They go, what? What? Exactly. (laughs) I'm the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm from there and I grew up there and, you know, pretty much my whole life and no matter where I've lived, I've sort of moved around over east and, um, you know, just like different work opportunities and so forth, but no matter where I've been, um, I've always supported men. And I don't have brothers, right? So I was always, you know, all my friends that had brothers, I just adored their brothers and got along with them really well and really wanted to hang out with their brothers. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Unreal.
1: Um, yeah, when they were wanting to play dolls and stuff like that, I just wanted to play with the boys, you know, so I was a bit of a tomboy. Good
0: work. Um.
1: And, yeah, so, but I also, even throughout my teenage years and well, my whole life, really, but um, you know, uh, teenage years and twenties and so forth. I always hung around with guys, and because of that, I got to see sort of what went on behind the scenes. I could always mm. shed houses with them as well, and you know, when all the the banter and the rough play and the and the craziness, you know, would sort of like. Um, leave the room and I'd be sitting there with one of the blokes, then they would really tell me what was going on in their lives. And so it was really just really easy for me to transition into coaching. And, you know, um, in my 20s, early 20s, I got into personal fitness training. And so I had a lot of male clients as well. And then I moved into mindset coaching, uh, mainly because mindset plays Um, And resilience plays such a huge part in my PT, um, you know, work and also helping people just create incredible transformations in their bodies and their lives. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm just, I feel so much more closer and drawn to mindset and resilience. So I'm just going to stay in that avenue and that's where I've been ever since. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have coached women um a lot of women um but i really really i'm super passionate about coaching guys and mm. yeah i love men i That's just good. adore men and have so much compassion for
0: them so amazing yeah. stuff yeah, it's it's funny how we like, we think everything's going to be solved through the body you know you want to help people so you get into personal training and you think fitness is the goose that laid the golden egg but really uh a lot of the work needs to be done above the shoulders because that's where a lot of the traumas, um, you know, happen. It gets stored in our body. I believe with, um, with with fitness, we're actually, like, trapping that more and more, you know, too. So we've got to be Yay. able to, to release that. And um, through through the mind and also through, you know, uh, I suppose modalities like yoga and meditation and that you can start to heal and let go. And um, uh, it's a tough thing for a guy. I'm no different. I was certainly one of them that had all this, like, stuff... Um, Know, boxed up for a long time and to be able to sort of yeah. be uh, able to be aware of that and, and release that took a lot of work, but eventually it happened, and it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me.
1: Oh, it is, and you know, from, I don't know um, if you know much about my story, but um, I was married well, I was um, with my ex partner uh, for 23 years, and he suffered a lot um, of mental health issues. A really top bloke, like. Mm. Um, I would never throw him under the bus, right? And I don't think anyone should throw anyone under the <laughs> bus for that matter. But, um, but yeah, and really top bloke that had some really serious mental health issues. And so um, that got more and more serious. And uh, he was in FIFO. Uh, he still is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I saw a, a lot of stress and a lot of trauma that men went through in the bifo industry mm. and you know, it was absolutely anguish. like some of the stuff that used to go on for these guys was just just absolutely devastating mm. Mm. Anyway, my ex-partner, his um and, You know, his mental health got worse and worse and worse and he just didn't get the support that he needed from work You know, if you if you have It's not so much like that now But um, it still is in a little bit, you know, if you you can get like black labeled a fair bit um in the mining industry and other industries as well, as a bloke, you know what I mean? Especially in management positions and high pressure positions, if you have um, mental health issues. And so this is why so many men keep it hidden, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so he had a lot of pressure on himself. It got worse after we um, separated because it got so bad that I had become a little bit afraid of where it was going, you know, with his mental health. And so um, that supported him fully as a friend because I still had a lot of love and compassion for him. And unfortunately, um, he became suicidal um, and he couldn't get the support that he needed, you know. I was doing everything I could to get the resources and they just weren't working for him. The medication just kept screwing him up. Mm. And he ended up in a mental health uh, clinic for a month. He came out of there and they needed someone to look after him. So, mm. um, And we had paperwork that we needed to finalise and other stuff. So I went to take care of him. And he basically just uh, went manic mm. from out of control, paranoia, to anger, fury, crying, all kinds of stuff. It was just awful watching him like that and um but yeah basically he wouldn't let me leave the property um like he didn't want me there but wanted me there at the same time because he didn't know what he wanted right Mm. he was uh, a mess and um the core thing you know the anguish that he was going through and seeing him just go through this roller coaster of emotions Mm. but um i didn't sleep for nearly a month and um i was terrified for what might happen to me because he was so out of control with his anger and Emotions and everything. I finally got out of there. I drove ten hours down south to where I'm located now and I collapsed with brain trauma, so it was like a trauma of the nervous system mm. and I've had to learn how to rewalk walk again and Use like take care of myself use a fork mm. wash my hair do all mm. the, the basic things in life and, um, it, you know, it's been learning, so it's been a lot of resilience within, you know, I'm recovering from, from that. But what really struck me was I had friends that said, um, you know, why the hell, you know, or how the hell can you still feel compassion for men mm. after going through that? And I yeah. said, I feel it so much more. Yeah. Because... You know, he didn't have the resources. You know, when he got stuffed around, they just didn't understand. They it was sort of like, you know, band aid fix up. Give him a pill. Yes. I have nothing against medication, right? But that's it wasn't working for him, and so he couldn't get the you know the resources and the treatment. And the mental hospital actually cost ten grand. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to go into, and he came out of it like way worse. Yeah. So, um, you know and i just thought to myself i need to do everything in my power to help men even more now and also to ensure that there are you know women other women or other partners don't go through the same thing children you know what i mean like mm. it's it's a win win for everybody when women are supporting men and vice versa yeah. so and during my recovery um, which was Uh, been two years but for 18 months of that I did um, pro bono work with men um, Mm. you know while I was recovering so Mm. just because I was so passionate about it and I just had so much to give even though I couldn't do a lot physically um, you know it's part of your heart and soul right you just want to keep giving and making sure that you're taking care of people and and, uh, and every ounce of um, life lessons and life experience, and your own skills and coaching skills that you have, um, it helps you heal when you help heal other people,
0: right? A lived experience, that's right, and and certainly, um, <clears throat> you know, I really, I really thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, that story is pretty common, you know. In in, in many ways it is, and that story resonated with me because it's pretty much what happened to me too, but I never got to that stage where I needed support. I sort of uh, was lucky that I was able to take matters into my own hands and, and sort of, you know, have a real approach of, right, I've got to fix things here, and then I started to work on myself, but... You know, really, what it is, Benny is prehabilitation re- beats really, rehabilitation. You know, and yeah. to be able to provide, you know, guys with the tools to be able to be more, um, you know, self-aware, body and mind, and to be able to to tune into their their their, their real self uh, on a daily basis, really helps build resilience and um, and stops all the uh, all the entrapments of what um, what we seem to sort of get swept up in. And it sounds like you're. Your your partner was um was stuck in his work and and he was attached to that sort of role and um you know that attachment really you know made him suffer in many ways and um uh, you know he didn't really have the tools to be able to manage his nervous system um which uh which if he had have then it might might have been able to help him build some um some ability to be able to you know. Um, you know, be, be more grounded, I suppose, because that's what happens in the fly FIFO industry and a lot of male-dominated industries is we become ungrounded and then we become uh, detached from ourselves. We look ourse- outside ourselves for for something to uh, to keep us um, feeling good, but that's really impermanent, you know. You've got to be able to do things on a daily basis which uh, help you stay coherent, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And, you
1: know, I think too... Um You know, as as a bloke, you know, there's a lot of pride. You know, in the sci-fi industry as well, you know, it's naturally expected... of you, like at home and at work and from friends, there's a lot of pressure there to really, okay, you've got this job that pays a certain amount of money, Mm. but you work your ass off for that. There's a lot of sacrifices that are made and people tend to forget about that. And then there's a lot of pressure of being away from home, right, as well. And so you've got that stress of being away from home. If there's things not going right at home, you're worried about that while you're at work. You've also got the stuff that's going on at work you know, there's always politics and drama and stuff that's going on at work, um, as well as just what you have to get done at work every single day, right? And, um, and for him, um, he was a supervisor, right? Underground supervisor. So, um, and I've seen this a lot with underground supervisors and just in guys in a lot of, you know, high-pressure positions. And that's... They've got the people that they're taking care of, you know, their crew... Um, they've all got their personal stuff, and so they go to the supervisors as well for support. And this this person who is holding, you know, trying to hold himself up, he's like the white knight, right, that can never wall, you know, fall off the horse. He's this mm-hmm. go-to guy who resolves everyone's problems for them. He's also programmed to be the provider and the hunter-gatherer who defends his family, the leader, who everyone has to look up to... That's a lot, right? Mm, yeah. Yep. That's a lot. And so there's this perceived shame around sharing that you're finding things challenging.
0: Yes, 100%. And, and yeah, it's, it's still very common with all the uh, so-called resources we've got in, uh, in place now. Um, yeah, look, look, and really, what it is, man, is we're, we're being denatured. You know, we're actually we're we're out of our natural environment as humans, primarily, and we're we're in environments which are tough and challenging. You know, and uh, you know, a beer at the end of the day is not going to fix it. It'll give you a bit of a uh, bit of release um, temporarily, but I, I really like to try and help guys de-escalate so they can come back to that sense of you know feeling of themselves again. Otherwise, when they get home. The, 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 it takes them two or three days to, to come down again, you know, and it's, it uh, it's such a tricky, uh, tricky thing because we're working purely out of our alignment and our, our, our clock is uh, not working like nature intended as well, you know, and as much as the yeah. ego tries to you know, convince us we're doing the right thing, you know, the body's smarter at the end of the day and it'll, we'll kick you up the ass. It's true and probably one of the, uh, the greatest
1: tools that I've been able to use even for myself Um, And, you know, use this a lot with um, my recovery Um, and because I've had, you know, I had to rewire my body to learn how to walk again because Mm. all the nerve damage and inner ear damage as well, like I can no longer rely on my ears for balance, right? So now I rely on my skin. Mm. Um, And so, um, but neuroplasticity has been incredible uh, for helping my clients for helping me as well and from an emotional point of view because you know emotions often get overlooked like they're swept under the carpet and you know what I mean and so there's um when you're emotionally drained there's not much left of you to give right as a mm. bloke you're physically mentally and emotionally and even sexually at times you're zapped right mm. and so because of that you feel like, and if you can't express that, you've got no way to calm yourself down, you've got no outlet for it, you feel like you can't talk to anyone about it, yeah. then emotionally you feel like you're imprisoned,
0: right? Yep. Makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you're dead right. You, you are You are stuck between your ears. And and, and that, yep. that, that that is, like, that's terrible. You know, I've been there and I know what it's like. You know, yeah. you, you're just so stuck and you're uh, you like, I, I couldn't talk to my wife. I bet your husband was probably a bit uh, reluctant to talk to you about stuff and that, that escalated yeah. and developed into mental health problems, you know, and um, yeah. we've got to be able to let go and debrief and that it's really important. That's where I think the workplace can get a lot smarter uh, to be able to yeah. help um Help employees because, really, you know, getting getting back to where we are, we are knocking ourselves out of rhythm, and it sounds like it had a tremendous effect on you as well with what happened here.
1: Ah, uh, yes, it did. I mean, I think, you know, it was, it was. Uh, I don't want to have to go through it again.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: but uh, but in saying that, though, I'm grateful for it. Right. Mm. Um, I guess it gave me a lot of clarity and it also gave me a lot of self-compassion as well because you know i had even you know um from a woman's point of view i was you know going into you know that marriage with him i had decided that i was going to be within the rest of my you know rest of my life rest of our lives yeah and um and same with him so it, it wasn't until it got so bad that I felt like I didn't have a choice but to go. Mm. And so that was quite devastating for me, and especially because I was a coach, right? But he... um, You can't coach your partner, right? It's not... um, Especially when they don't want want that kind of help. Um, And so it was, you know... And I knew that there were so many options out there available if if we could find them for him. And so it was really... um, yeah, it was really sad and heartbreaking for me to see him suffer like that, mm-hmm. and and to and not only that, he was terrified, you know. And I see this a lot with men when I, um, especially if they've like you know really spiraled out of control, right, when they first start coming to me, and um, I try to coach men. When and way before that, right, I try to help them before they get to that, but. You know, I'll get clients that come to me and they've come to me because they're pretty much at rock bottom. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, it's being able to free um, yourself, have you know, offer yourself inner freedom of being able to talk about your emotions. But not only that, just to understand them and identify them, right? Because if you don't understand what you're going through while you're feeling a certain way, then it, it makes it really difficult to move forward, right? And then you mm. just keep spinning around in circles, and the more that you become overwhelmed, the more you make poor decisions for yourself, and so then the spiral downwards continues to get worse. Mm. And then you start losing trust and self-report in yourself as well, right? Because then, you know, you're losing confidence in yourself because you can see that it feels like you're just screwing everything up, you're screwing up your life, you're coming from a place of fear, you're operating making decisions from that fear cycle, right, Mm. and um, emotions that are based on fear, and so you just get caught up in this cycle, and that's why we've got to break the cycle, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yeah, that's the thing, like, a lot of us think that that's normal to feel that way, you know?
1: I know, yeah. (laughs) Well, you're living in fight and flight, right, and when you're living like that, clarity and logic just go out
0: the window. Mm. I know, it's amazing. It's amazing, you know, Mandy, like, like I talk about this a, a lot and people that listen and listen, um, listen, to this would be sick of me saying this, but, you know, really our upbringing puts us in that stage really early, you know, into that fear yeah. mode and, and fear leads into shame and all that type of stuff. And, and you know, when, when you're a, when you're a FIFO worker, you're proud, you're earning 150 up to 300, 400 grand a year, you think, you know, that's great The, the everything will yeah. be perfect for you um you know and i know i got to that stage where i was earning you know significant income and I, I attached myself to that but yeah. um really it's 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 just make believe it's it's fairy tale stuff at the end of the day you know yeah. uh and that's where we've got to start to help people understand that this is just energy you know the money you're earning is just energy and how you use that energy is um is important to be able to you know help your well-being at the end of the day um uh and uh yeah and the, the the flow-on effects like that that has to to the marriage and the kids and all that type of stuff is significant you know and um yeah i i reckon you know we, we, we've got to earn money unfortunately in the, in the society that we live in but um if we can actually like use it uh you know, more wisely and and um not so much uh, for, for, for you know, individual gain, but, but to be able to use it to help our self-development because that return on investment actually is significant and if your husband had to have invested in himself, you know, all those years ago, he probably wouldn't have got to the stage where he did hit burnout and had the issues that he had. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think too, when there's so much shame around having a conversation about how you're feeling
0: right, mm. um, there's...
1: You're terrified of the unknown, of what will happen when you actually open up to someone or open that can of worms and the follow-up effect of that, especially when you've been holding on to stuff for so long, right? Mm. Because you feel like, well, you know, I'm trying so hard to hold on to keep things together. And when you've been doing that for years and all of a sudden you open that can of worms, um, you know, of all this stuff that you've been bottling onto. It is, it's terrifying, right? Mm. And so you don't know what's going to come next, you know, from that. And I think that's why we need to have a lot more self-compassion with ourselves. We need to teach self-compassion to men more. And they may not like the term self-compassion, but, you know, I'm sure we can reword it in a way that, you know, feels, uh, it, you know, it's really about being kind to yourself, right? Nice. Because you're beating yourself up so much. Yep when you are trying to hang on to all that stuff and feeling like you can't tell anyone. And not only that, if you've got a lot of mates around you that just say, I'm trying not to drop F-bombs. I swear, by the way. So I'm trying not to swear on this. You can. Um, it's okay. Oh, can I? Yes. Oh, look out. <laughs> <laughs> look the fuck
0: out. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, so, um, yeah. So, so I think... You know, it is, it's really important to be super kind to yourself. And I, I think we really, with, with guys, because when I'm talking to them, they will say to me, I don't have any male friends that I can talk to about this, mm. right? Because their mates just say, I just, you know, you know, if it's, a, it's like a marriage separation or whatever, I just, you know go out and get laid, mate. You'll be yeah, right, yeah, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, go and have a beer or toughen the fuck up, princess. Or, yeah. you know, there's all this type of stuff. But And, you know, when you are in that moment of vulnerability and someone says that back to you, you will close down even more, right? Yes. And so it, any shame that you might be feeling around that, it just compounds it even more. And so, and that's why it's so easy to spiral downwards, right? Because mm-hmm. you feel like you just can't share... What you need to share, so it's really important that you can find someone or speak to somebody who can actually bear the weight of what you are, are going to tell them. You know, so you need to be a little bit cautious about who you talk to, um, because you know, there are, uh, you might have some friends that are great for playing sport, with, playing footy with. You know what I mean? There might be some friends great for having a beer with. You also got to have some friends that you know that are like the vault. right they can help you they can support you with your personal growth right and we tend to forget about that in friendships right until shit hits
0: the fan yeah oh 100 percent. and uh yeah look look you know it it all gets back to 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 self-compassion as as you mentioned you know like like, yeah I, i thought the drinking buddies that i had were going to be mates forever but none of them are around anymore you know uh, right. and and all that, but I, I had to shed all those skins and so forth to be able to get back to the the soul and the real self and that's that's within all of us, you know, it really is. We just gotta like be brave enough to, to tap into that and access that and um it's it's it takes a lot of courage, you know, for a guy to be vulnerable. Um but really once you get to that stage of being vulnerable, that's when the real change can can happen.
1: That's it. I think it's um I mean, from a resilience point of view, like I get men to, I work with men to be able to create like their like a resilience compass type thing. So it's it's a bit like their resilience advantage that they can use in life, right? So and we actually identify their emotions, what how they're feeling now, and actually give them a list of emotions because you know they they may not um, like they might just have like three or four emotions that they would like normally think of just off the bat. And so when I run through this big list, they'll go, oh, hell yeah, I do feel like that. Mm. That makes sense. I'm feeling like that. And so then we also create what, how they want to be feeling, how they choose to be in their life. And so we run through um, the emotions that they would like to be feeling, right? Because when you start making decisions And being able to step into those emotions a little bit more. And you create your life around those um, emotions that help drive you and make you feel good about yourself and move you forward. You also then start making these powerful decisions from that, right? Because Mm. you're operating from that place. Mm. And that's why, like, I have neuroplasticity tools, um, moment actually based on self-compassion and kindness that I give to my clients, um to listen to, it's about six or seven minutes and it actually just helps them calm their body down, mm, yeah. um, you know, in a moment of whatever is going on for them and they can just listen to that on their phone or whatever, um, just so that it really um, helps them get a bit of clarity about what's going on for them in the moment, mm. you know, they might be in the middle of an argument, just walk away and listen to this, you know what I mean, mm. or um, whatever it is that is going on for them. and just being able to have kindness and, you know, identify your emotions um, is such a big breakthrough. It sounds so simple, but having that compassion for yourself and knowing that it's it's okay to be feeling like that. It's okay to feel like shit. Mm. It's okay to feel like you've been betrayed. It's okay to feel pissed off and want to punch a hole in the wall, you know, and that's another thing, right, where... um, when, when guys are frustrated and they're so angry and furious and they just need to let it out of their body and and yet, you know, we make them feel like if they have that aggressiveness in them that they're caveman and abusive. Mm. But it's got to come out some way, right? And so that's why holes get punched in, yeah. you know, walls and yes. and stuff like that. Like I had a client who injured his, one of his arms, one of his shoulders, and he was going through a really bad place. and um, And he had... Um, he basically punched his punching bag a bit um, already before he injured his um, his arm, and so um, I said, "What have you got there that you can sort of take it out on?" So he, he beat the crap out of an esky.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on.
1: You know, and uh, and I'm not saying that it's, it's wonderful to go around necessarily punching things, but if you're stuck in if you're stuck in the moment and you've got to, you've got to get it out of you, right? If you because sometimes you're just it feels so overwhelming, and it's better to take it out on an esky <laughs> than it is to, like, say something, do something that you will absolutely regret.
0: Later, yeah. And
1: so That's this true. is why I ha- have these neuroplasticity tools and stuff to help guys being able to, you know, uh, calm themselves down. And it works beautifully. They all tell me it's so soothing, and it makes them feel so much better, so much calmer when they listen to it so... Um, mm. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, who doesn't want to feel calmer
0: when you feel like you're spitting chips, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but really, uh, being calm is our natural state, isn't it? You know, we're meant to be yeah. in, in our calm state like 90% of the time, not 95% of the time, and in our flight and fight a little bit, but we're in our flight and fight 90% of the time, and in our calm state maybe 10, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So, you, you really, you you got the seesaw of your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system, you know? and to be able to tap into the parasympathetic, um, you know, by having, you know, emotional intelligence and resilience yes. tools and those sorts of things which can help you be in that place more often, then life's pretty good. And, and all the shit that goes on around you um, bounces because, you know, you know not to participate in it at all because it's a road to nowhere a lot of the time. It is. And, you know, being able to just be
1: present in the moment. And calm and ground yourself is so, so powerful. Mm. But, you know, not a lot of people know how to do it or they think it's really hard. And I have to admit, it does take a little bit of practice, right? But that's why I like neuroplasticity and created the tools because, uh, you know, the guys um, that I was seeing, they were going, um, that I was coaching, I should say, not seeing. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: <laughs> I yeah. Mean. You know what I
1: mean. Extra service. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. They were like saying um, that they just, they couldn't meditate, right? Their thoughts were still going yeah. out of control. And and so that's why I, you know, I created the neuroplasticity tool. So they've got something to follow. So they're following what the neuroplasticity tool is saying to them, which is my voice. Mm. And basically I talk them through a process which just basically brings the body right down into rest and recovery mode as mm. if your body is like pretty much sleeping say yeah. you yep. know what i mean yep. like and um and so you can be sitting there laying down or whatever and you can get your body you can put your body right into rest and recovery mode in you know within you know six minutes once you get used to it you can do it within probably three four minutes even faster
0: mm. so mm. oh amazing and yeah, you're de-escalating, aren't you? And um, uh, yeah, look, look that that's that's so important because having a guide to to help people on that process until they can be autonomy autonomous enough to be able to to, to call it in when they need to um is really, really important. So that that's why what you're doing is cool and um, you know, being a female to do the men's work is um is, is pretty uh, pretty awesome because um, you know, that's what a like a lot of the guys that um that you would experience and, and that I've come across over the years have never really had that uh, that feminine, um, you know, uh, touch to them or they don't understand their feminine side either primarily, you know. And um, the masculine is very dominant, but really we've got to be able to balance the two within ourselves so we can be more, um, you know, conscious of our mental well-being. And, um, you know, the neuroplasticity stuff is really important because, we're locked in one hemisphere of the brain consistently, you know, if we're anxious or depressed or angry or whatever, but to be able to use tools to, to balance both hemispheres, I think is really important as well. Yeah, it is.
1: And I think, you know, from, from my point of view, I can't speak for any other woman, but, um, <laughs> you know, for me, um, I guess I have a very masculine side of it. I'm a bit of a tomboy, I suppose, you <laughs> yeah. Um, But also I have a very nurturing and compassionate side which just comes very, very naturally to me. And, you know, it's super helpful too when um, guys are going through relationship issues. And, you know, I'm not a, um, you know, a relationship coach, far from it. But it's good, it's it's helpful for them when I'm able to give them insights from a woman's point of view as well, right? Mm, When they're having no... And that goes from anything from you know, when they're going through breakups, to actually being in their relationships, but, you know, if they're going through a separation like, or divorce or whatever, and then, you know, their mates are saying, like, just go out and get laid, mate, and that'll, that'll <laughs> yeah. sort that yeah. out. And they're not sure what to do. They just think, oh, well, if the mates are saying that, I should just do it. Mm-hmm. And then they end up, you know, going out. They get drunk. They find some other chick who's, you know, drunk, half falling over, you know, mm. um, and... They get together. Now, you don't know when it comes to what she's going through, right? She yes. may have all her own trauma. And so you've just had an emotional and sexual interaction with her. So that's an energy exchange, right? Mm. You then automatically take on her crap. She takes on your crap. Mm. And and then all of a sudden they're going, you know, the next day, I don't know why this chick's ringing me. You know, she's messaging <laughs> me. And I'm thinking, well, duh. <laughs> like, and I kind yeah. of explain what's going on. And it's not that, you know, because they go, oh, she's really needy and all of this type of stuff. And I go, well, it's not that she's really needy. You you guys met in the midst of trauma, mm. you know what I mean? And that's had this right. exchange yes. and you sort of like comforted each other in however way that he saw it, she saw it or whatever. Mm. And so there's, there's this little bond that's created and whether that's, you know, anything good or bad is going to come to that. Who knows, you know? But, um, but yeah, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many little things that I think is helpful from a woman's point of view that can help them, especially, you know, when they're dating and stuff like that, I sort of am able to, like, help them... Um, not do dumb shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know what I mean? True. It's going to
1: get him in the poo, you know, like yeah. they'll go, Mandy. I've had them like when they're on dates going, Mandy, and I'm like, you know, I might be busy doing something and I'm like texting them or messaging them, you know, on Facebook Messenger going, okay, here's
0: what to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 unreal. <laughs> uh, it's but, but see, Mandy, like, like, The brain still develops until 25, doesn't it? So we're going to do dumb shit when we're young, as long as we don't sort of carry on with it into our uh, adult or older adulthood. And and a lot of uh, guys get stuck in that, you know, in that that old thinking, and uh, it's not relevant anymore, you know? Well, I think when you get overwhelmed, male or
1: female, when you are overwhelmed and feeling traumatized you just don't make wise decisions right you just don't Mm -hmm. you know that that's the beauty of being able to calm yourself down and have um self-compassion because you know people become reckless when they are in the midst of a shit storm yes because they don't know how to handle it right there's no way out so you're just running around in circles (laughs) You know, whatever, it feels like a Band-Aid quick fix in manic mode, you will just do that. Mm. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are or, you know, male, female, you know, whatever, you will find yourself making dumb decisions. And so being, you know, having neuroplasticity, being able to calm yourself down whatever way you find that, you know, it allows you to problem-solve a lot better, you get to perform at your best, you get to leverage your strength because you actually see yourself through the true colours, right? You Because when you're in manic mode and, and that you are frustrated with yourself, you don't see yourself for the brilliance that you have within you, yes. right? You don't see your strength, so mm. you don't get to leverage them. So when you're able to calm yourself down... And be self compassionate You get to leverage your strengths. You you know you're making better decisions. You get to build your strengths more, and your life feels like more efficiently. You're creating peace, security, and safeness within yourself. You get to build more resilience in your everyday life, and you know, and then you know you get to put yourself back in the driver's seat of life. So that there is a fucking awesome alone, right? <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Be be proactive rather than reactive. Uh, yeah, and you
1: get to communicate with conviction, right? Because you know where you operate from. Because, yes. you know, when you really dig into your inner resilience and, and you create that for yourself and in, in your inner compass, you know, you can look at that at any time and go, is what I'm doing in this moment congruent with my resilience in a compass? Mm. Yes, yes or no? You know what I mean? And you can keep that on your phone or whenever it is and... and you know, like having that and the neuroplasticity tools really makes life, a, a, you know, a lot more simpler to get from A to B, right? You get, get to lead yourself and lead by example as well at the same time. But, um, yeah, it's such a, a brilliant way to operate from in life, in my personal opinion. And I, I love, you know, I love helping men with this, so, mm. as you can tell.
0: The, <laughs> so. the, uh, the, shit, the shit they should have taught us at school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Primarily, but uh, it's, it, it's, it takes work, Mandy. You know, you don't think you've yeah. got it mastered and then, um, you know, then, then life's beautiful. It's a daily thing to be able to tune yeah. in to yourself and find that that calm state, which you know is your higher self, you know. And, yeah, yeah, um, If you wake up in the morning and you put the, the radio on and then you put Koshi on and, and then you read the paper... You're going to be outside your body straight away you're into this fear mode but uh if you can center yourself and tune in and get to that calm space it'd be great for people to listen to that um that recording early in the morning because it would give them that sense of baseline again
1: yeah well i mean even now like um you know i have one that i've made for myself and i use it often you know so as i said like i'm still recovering so um, you know, from brain trauma So my nervous mm. system took a really big hit, right? And yeah. when, you, when your nervous system goes kaput, basically um, you, you know, you can't really do much
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: so it's healing, you know So, I mean, I've come such a long, long way And uh, with that, but it's been such a blessing for me right? Like, and, you know, and being able to self soothe your nervous
0: system mm. Is... What a gift to give to yourself, right? Mm, I agree. It's 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 like guys listening to this. It's like when you go fishing or you do something that makes you feel good and grounded and calm. you know that's what yeah. Mandy's talking about. Like to be able to 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 give that sense of relaxation and peace within yourself. Because when you when you're doing that, you're in your parasympathetic, and your heart's beating slower. Your body's not working as hard. You're not as tense in the mind, so your body's not reactive and you know we've got we're, we're all sitting on a gold mine where we can actually do yeah. this all the time we can be in that state more often if we choose to we don't have to buy into all the shit you know yeah. and uh, when we can uh go into a job like a fifo job we've got the resilience tools and we know to get back to our home base again it's, it's really important yeah. and um yeah it's you know it's, it's 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 wouldn't say it's simple stuff it takes work on a daily basis to do that otherwise you know you can get um caught up with all the uh, all the stuff that uh, that takes us away from our alignment again. And, you know, if I ever want to get grounded, man, I just look outside and I look at everything else that's doing what they're meant to be doing, but humans are working away from what we're meant to be doing, you know?
1: <laughs> we put so much pressure on ourselves, right? Yeah. And, you know, like uh, we all do it without even realizing it. And the world is just move. You know, we say, you know, we hear this all the time that the world is moving you know at such a fast pace and it is and we are all overwhelmed and so we need to take responsibility for ourselves right Mm. to keep our nervous systems calm Mm. to be able to make clear decisions for ourselves to choose how we want to serve and use the rest of our life in a purposeful way that helps us feel really good you know and Mm. Not only that, by doing this now, we get to help the next generation, right? Because, you know, everyone's running around in chaos at the moment. You know, so many people are stressed out. Mm. And, you know, being able to find a way that you can just, in the midst of a storm, can calm yourself down and know that you've got your own back. And that's really important that you know that no matter what decision you make, even if you you're, you, know, even if you make a decision that's um, not perfect um, when you're coming from your resilience in a compass, right, or you're super grounded, um, you still know you've got your own back, right? Because you can make a powerful decision and go, well, you know what? Like, if this doesn't pan out, that's totally okay. I've mm. got my own back. I know how to make calm, grounded decisions for myself. I'm powerful like that, you know? Yes. And you get to be strong and decisive and um, inspired and... Vital you know and vitality is super important not only that you know for a bloke. It's really important to you know When you're feeling like you're swamped in shit, and you lose your mojo You, you don't feel good about yourself right and then you know this is and that you also lose a lot of chemistry in relationships um, And even if you're not in relationships how you feel about yourself and everything and this is including like body image as well is super important right it's like it's all this self-punishment that we load onto ourselves and so you know being able to to care about yourself and nurture yourself in a way and you know get back in the driver's seat of life and offer yourself mojo because when you are super confident in that place then you feel good about yourself and you emanate that energy and you attract those type you know other people that are feeling that from Mm. you into your life you know and they're like that too and that's really really cool then because then you're not sort of um it's like you'll see people in relation you know after breakups and stuff and they'll just be going out to the pubs every week and getting pissed and Mm. you know they might get laid a few times but most of the time they're coming home when the sun's coming up, you know, and I mm. mean feeling trigger miserable for themselves.
0: Impermanent. <laughs> and yeah. just getting
1: worse, you exactly. know, and it's like, why right, do that to yourself when you, when you don't have to live like that, when you can change this now for yourself, you know, and take responsibility because at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and part of resilience is being, is self-integrity and accountability for ourselves and taking responsibility for how we
0: choose to live mm, but before you say i love you you first must understand i and that that's what i always say to guys you've got to get to know yourself because you're not going to find it in someone else you know yes. you've got to be able to understand who you are and when you when you share your love and your energy with someone else and it's mutual rather than just a diversion or a distraction, and that's where we fuck up relationships, and we um, we we fuck up things in our lives because we don't really understand you know ourselves that well, and uh, to yeah. to be able to put time in actually nourishing and loving yourself um, takes a lot of effort, and that's um, a journey and a battle for a lot of us because we've been um, distracted from um, that, you know, and that's uh, probably the same with a lot of women. Um, If we lined 100 guys up and 100 women up and asked every one of them, do you love yourself, i dare say there'd be a large percentage that would say no. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I agree. Mm, mm.
1: And, And, you know, from women especially, and, you know, we kind of don't talk about it too much with guys. It's sort of like a bit of a topic that's like swept under the carpet, right? But for women especially, you know, probably, you know, most women, even the ones that, you know, People would consider like hot as <laughs> <laughs> um, like don't love themselves. Yes. they don't. They don't even like. They don't even like the way they look. Mm. You know, they're so they really hate on themselves a lot. And um, and when I and it's interesting um, when I've spoken to guys on their own. You know, when their mates aren't around, and they've spoken about the things that they haven't liked about themselves. But it's something that they don't... They might give each other a bit of shit, mm. you know, with each other. Like, I might say, hey, you know, you've got a few too many beers or, you know, your gut's getting bigger or whatever. Mm. But on the, I, when I'm talking to them, they actually talk about how they feel about their bodies, mm. um, you know, and not... In, in whichever way that they feel comfortable talking about it. But, you know what I mean? They'll just say, look, you know, I'm feeling like crap. I need to lose weight. And mm. then they'll start telling me about how it re- is really making them feel inside themselves, you know.
0: So. Mm. That's true. And you honestly, like, you know, just observing someone that's overeating or whatever, you, you can just see the signs there that they're, they're not really in tune. If you're in tune with your body and that's, that's giving you signs, to be able to read that is a real uh, gift. So you're not punishing yourself, because a lot of us, like, society's always trying to say, oh, eat more, drink more, you know, do this, do that. But if you can really be tuned into who you are and and find that love for yourself, then I suppose the look for happiness outside doesn't sort of happen as often. That's it. And, you know, it never, as we
1: were saying before, you know, looking to the external for love is, um, I mean, it's a great thing, and a loving relationship but you know that person um isn't going to make you feel awesome about yourself if you feel like shit about yourself yeah. you know they might there might be things there could be times when maybe you're having sex that you feel appreciated mm. or you know you get a hug or they say something really lovely to you you know and and um and you feel really good in the moment but that moment is really fleeting right and And then you're back to feeling lonely, like you feel really alone within yourself. And, you know, this is why it is so important that we do take responsibility for how we choose to feel about ourselves because, um, you know, it's a lot of pressure too to put on someone else, like a partner
0: Mm, um, or
1: friends or whatever as well. Like if you're relying on them to make you feel good, um, you know they're, they're going to start thinking, oh, fuck,
0: this is hard work. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a bit technical here, but when a, guy's a, when a guy ejaculates, primarily um, there's a lowness that comes after that much of the time, you know. They they do feel like that, that sense of insecurity. Um, that's why, you know, if you've got a relationship where the other person and you are completely aligned and it's coming from a place of pure intimacy and connection uh yeah. then then that can be a magnificent thing but if you're you're doing it because your mind's dominating then you know once that 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 has been achieved then you do feel this sense of lon- um, I wouldn't say loneliness but um like you do feel low uh that's that's what uh, that's what happens um and that's been my experience and it's um pretty evident within a lot of other guys too you know so just to be able to have yeah a really solid, beautiful, mutual connection with another person is um, is really what it's all about. And, you know, as I said before, you say I love you, you first must understand. <laughs> if you get that, then the other then the other person will come along. You know, you don't have to chase it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to go on dating websites and shit to, uh, to try and, you know, uh, look outside yourself for happiness because if you've got the right energy and you've got this bundle of joy within yourself, then the other bundle of joy will come along which matches your energy, I guess.
1: That's right. And I think, too, like, you're just going to, like, you can get on dating websites or Tinder or, you know, all of those things. I've never used them because... No,
0: um, me either. <laughs>
1: I just don't see the point.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Um,
1: but I know heaps of people who have. And then, you know, some people have had some success with them, but uh, most of the people that I know have had some not of good experiences with them. But I've been mm. finding, I found that with guys... Um, there's, like, so many options mm. that it's, like, it's uh, it's kind of like porn. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know? right, yeah. You yeah.
1: Know? But, um, and so because of that, then it's just, like, well, they don't really want to choose. They just want to keep, like, you know, going out with lots of different chicks.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, and then that just fucks them up mentally as well. Like it fucks themselves up, basically, because they're too scared to commit to anything. But not only that nothing ever feels good enough. And if nothing feels, if they're looking for something that's trying to make them feel good enough, mm. or that, that, you know, it's never going to happen, right? Like, it's just, you're not going to be able to find, you know, she could have the biggest boobies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, she's not going to make you feel better about it. She may in the moment, but that's about it. You know, you're still going to feel crap afterwards. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that's, it always you know, just comes
0: back down to how you, how you feel about yourself. Yes. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah, that, that's been a really potent part of the conversation here is to tap into that. And uh, it's the uncomfortable stuff that we don't sort of, you know, usually talk about. But, um, uh, but yeah, primarily, you know, for, for people listening, men and women out there, you know whatever it is that you're sort of struggling with at the moment be able to heal that and you know, get to know yourself again you know it's really important it's really important and um uh yeah i just think um you know going solo uh, s-o-u-l and then o on the end of it uh is yeah. much better than being attached and suffering isn't it and um uh, you know, if you can go solo it is, but it's yeah. scary, right? Yeah, well it, it is a bit scary. this is why we're a lot of guys will uh will will get out of a relationship and go to the other because they're they're just lost within themselves, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I see it all the time, you know, I see it all the time and uh, yeah. I've gotta have that I've gotta have compassion with for that, not judgment, you know. Because I know they'll just keep slipping up until they they actually do the work. And um, there's no quick fixes. There's no answer. You don't want to get to the end of your life and wonder what if, if you can actually have uh, uh, the opportunity to be able to do the healing now. And I just think, you know, investing in yourself to do that by talking to people like yourself is so important because the return on investment is significant not only for you but for everyone else. And I think
1: too, you know, when relationships... Um, you know, when you know, a relationship ends, you go through, you know, a really deep grieving period, right? And so that's why it's easy to look for escape, escapism, right? For things to help you get your mind off that. And, you know, that's like easy to turn to, you know, guys can, you know, whether that, and women too, um, you know, drinking. Um, drugs you know it could be porn gambling all kinds of stuff right Mm. so that that people can get caught up in and because they're just they're looking for something a band-aid you know Mm. quick fix in that moment and because you are grieving it's important that you're able to find you know get someone to help you work through it and you let's face it you're going to feel fucking alone you know, if you've been in a relationship and, you know, one that sort of you just feel like a piece of you just isn't there anymore, you know, you feel like you're lost in that moment, it is overwhelming mm-hmm. and and so that's why it's really important to have, um, you know, friends, good friends around it that can support you and also have someone like a coach or a counsellor or someone that you can talk to that you know who can have your back. And, and you're probably going to need a lot of it, you know. You're mm. probably going to need um, some regular conversations and you're going to need that support to help you get through that. Um, mm. But you can get through it. But the thing is also during that process, you've got to be kind to yourself,
0: right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Because you will beat yourself up. Like, why, you know why did they do this to me? Why did I do this? Blah, 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 blah. You'll have all this stuff going on, you know, all these afterthoughts of what went wrong mm. um, in that. And then like, you know, you know, often you can come out of relationships feeling like you are damaged goods, right? And who the hell will want me now? Mm. How am I going to start my life again? Yes. So, you know, this all is all this stuff. We really beat ourselves up big time. So, mm. I, you know, um, and this is stuff that, you know, that guys will talk about it with me but won't talk about it with their mates, right? Of
0: course, and that's why they need people like you because you need to have a, a third party to, to not judge you, you know? Yeah. It's so important because everyone else, whether it's in your family or in your mate circle or whatever, will judge you because they know you yeah. or supposedly know you but they probably really don't. You know, right. they've got an opinion of you, that's about, about it, but you don't have an opinion of them. You have a, a blank canvas where you can... Um, know, really give that, that person direction and that's what a lot of people need.
1: And it's nice to have someone who can give that um, that support but also that kindness and compassion as well, right? Because mm. y- you are feeling the way that you are feeling and that's it, mm. you know? And it's really easy to judge yourself for feeling that way and, um, and beat yourself up for it. And so if you've got someone who can talk to you and... And just let you know that it's absolutely okay to be feeling like that. It's natural to be feeling like that because shit happens and shit makes you feel crap.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, I,
1: I, I, that's I, it, you know. It's yeah. just the way it is, been, <laughs> you know. And, um, and so, you, you know, once you can be more accepting of yourself and just going, okay, so this is what my situation is now. I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm talking to someone who can support me mm. through this. Let's just make some baby step decisions and actions now. It doesn't have to be solve all the world's problems and solve all your problems all in one hit. Let's just take, because if you can take small little action steps and baby steps, you know, each day, even if it's just one thing a day, mm. then you create momentum, right? in your life and you start getting your mojo back and that's really important and you start feeling good about yourself because you have created self before and self-integrity with yourself
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well said and the two words or the three words i always use uh, kindness compassion and gratitude are the highest levels of consciousness primarily uh, getting up there and being able to sort of be uh more conscious of those uh, emotions um are, are really important and if you start doing that more you're opening your heart aren't you uh, rather than being yes. trapped between the ears so mandy um it's been an awesome chat how, how can people get hold of you if they want to reach out uh yes well you can um
1: well if you google mandy gibbons resilience you will find me right away, anywhere on Google, I'm on there, um, and also mandygibbons.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and
0: Instagram. Yep, cool. Yeah, so how old are you, man? if you don't mind me asking? You're in your 40s?
1: Uh, no, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just saying that, I'm actually 52. <laughs> oh, really? I, I
0: just turned 50 the other week. But, uh, oh, did,
1: congratulations.
0: Thank, thank you. But who would have thought that we would have been talking about, like, instagram and facebook and that one more like in the 80s you know like i i prefer the days when we used to write letters to each other
1: i know right well when (laughs) i was one of the very first pts to work online back in two i was 1998 um i started building a website for pt right because people um, I decided uh, I was. I just like technology, and people said, "Oh, it's a, the internet's a fad; it'll never work." <laughs> you know, people get over it, and I said, "No, I said I'm going to utilize this. I'm going to figure out a way that I can train clients online." Yeah. And people, it, all my PT colleagues thought I was an idiot. The banks thought I'd lost my mind. Um, I tried to figure out how I could build a website because there was no videos online then or anything. So, the, mm. um, so I thought, right, I'm going to do this myself. So I um, learnt HTML programming and CGI programming through um, a university extension course. And then got, you know how you you had the old cameras, like the cameras where you just took snapshots and then you took it down to the chemist and got the film developed. And it cost 20 bucks
0: too, remember? 20 bucks for the film and 20 bucks to get it developed. How ridiculous.
1: I know. So (laughs) I used to, so I'd take, like, do get someone to take a picture of me, you know, like at lunges, you know, so it's lunges and it's (laughs) like, you know, about five or six pictures Throughout the, the exercise, the motion, mm. and then um, and then I did a course on how to make animated graphics because there was no videos online then, right? So I made created animated graphics and I uploaded. It took me about eighteen months from whoa to go learning all the courses and building the website, and. Um, and my first clients were all um, international clients. Everyone in Australia thought I was an absolute idiot <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and didn't believe me. And you know it was so funny because about three years later, after I'd been published in magazines and you know stuff like that, people just said, "Holy crap, Mandy, we want your help now." These <laughs> are the people that like bag the crap out yeah, of me. You know? I know, but um. I've always been like that, right? I've always sort of gone against the grain a little bit and stepped up for myself. But also, uh, when people have thought that my, you know, ideas um, have been a bit silly or whatever, I've just gone with it anyway, and it's always worked for me. And my, I've got really powerful intuition. But mm. so intuition and resilience are my superpowers, right? So I Absolutely. just go for it.
0: <laughs> you, you know yourself, and and you're a pioneer. You know, you were doing that back then, and what you're doing now is 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 pioneering and groundbreaking by doing stuff with men so i really encourage for guys to to reach out to you manny it's been a a great chat i'm sure we're gonna have some more chats like this in the future i'm really grateful for your for your for your wisdom and and your your words we could have kept going for a bit longer but i'm sure we'll do some more of these down the track if you'll uh be kind enough to come back on for a yarn yeah absolutely
1: i would love to and i'd
0: love to have you on my podcast show as well all right it's a date Guys, thank you so much for listening in. If you'd like to reach out to me, give me some feedback, that would be awesome. Support at abatmind.com.au. Please share this conversation with others. Really good, deep conversation about relationships there. So lots of tips and tricks from Mandy uh, about uh, that sort of stuff, which could be really helpful for others. Keep tuning in. Uh, 128 episodes. Should get to 130 by the end of the year. So a couple of cracking ones coming up. Appreciate your support. Cheers.